live. It's the anniversary of D-Day, 12-7-2023. This is the IPS Morning D program. If you were live last night with us, those archives will be going out this morning. And right now I want to just go through a number of the things that we kind of glossed over last night, catch up on a few things, and a few other things that came out as well. Let's go into... Now this is old news, kind of old news, but you know sometimes it's important to go back and reiterate things. And someone had proffered a challenge, su suggesting that there's no way they could close a movie set the size of 9/11 and the Twin Towers. But what I have here is an interesting clip where there's an eyewitness who is emphatically stating that there was no plane, that it was just an explosion. Hey, and this is the last. And there are many, many videos like this that have surfaced, and. Anybody who thinks the official version is the real one just didn't do their research. Just like with the people who still believe the official version of the moon landings, for example. You know, the difference between the people who buy the official version and those that don't is simply research. Okay, so what you're looking at here is the morning of September 11, 2001, and two people are talking as the second tower gets hit, or rather, blows up. No plane. Okay, now if you listen to the conversation. Oh my god. Oh my god. Holy shit, I just got that. Such a dramatic spectacle, um, but no space lasers, I'll say that. Uh, no direct energy weapons. But now, as these two converse, you'll hear that he testifies he hear that there was no plane coming in. Was it a plane or a bomb? And he says, bomb. Also, a plane. They say it was a plane, and that, that building just randomly fucking exploded. It's not a plane. It just randomly exploded, not a plane. Not a plane, not a plane. Just bringing this up because it's not ancient history, but it is a foundational myth. The reason for these big mega psyops is to set the stage for the next act. And most people uh, bought it. A lot of us saw the scripting behind it and deprogrammed ourselves. Champagne Joshi on X just posted this. This guy snuck into the Bohemian Grove. Put it on YouTube. He went up to the 40-foot owl, the Moloch owl, and check this out. This is even closer than Alex Jones got. He gets to the base of the statue where they burn their human effigy, and you get a pretty good shot of the artwork here. Yeah, this is the owl statue. Okay, here's the altar. You see there's an owl right there. And here's the altar where they burn uh, Care. I think his name is Dull Care. And it's like burning Dull Care. Which is not all that dissimilar from a ritual they do here in Santa Fe, New Mexico, where they burn Old Man Gloom. And you put your glooms, which is what they call them, on a piece of paper. Like, I'm sick of my job. I'm sick of my spouse. And you put them in these boxes around town. They collect them, and they put them at the base of the Burning Man there, which they call Old Man Gloom. And they burn it. It's not that dissimilar. Bohemian Grove, it's they're getting rid of their cares. They're taking a break. Because everybody needs a break from their hard work, and they have to go run out in the woods once a year with all their friends, uh, naked, and you know, praying to big, giant statues of ancient gods. That's normal, right? And... One other point, Bohemian Grove, Cremation of Care, it's a burning man. They burn a man. How is that different from what you see in Vegas? Same ritual, same club, but this is like the right-wing naked Republicans, and then if you want to see naked Democrats and liberals, you go over to the burning man, I think, in Vegas. Black Rock City. What the fuck? No way. This is fucking cool. It's hollow. He just knocked on it. It's hollow. What's inside of it? 
Now, the, the Moloch in the Bible is not an owl, it's a bull, but the belly is hollow for cooking the children. I bet the thing is full of bones and ashes. Oh, that's hollow. They need to fill this pond up. This is some Blair Witch style coverage here. Anyway, this is someone who just sneaked into the Bohemian Grove, went through a few other rooms. I wonder if he found the necrophilia room. There are so many terrible rumors about what goes on in this place. There's a full video of it as well. Very interesting. Hello, my name is says, I'm not quite sure they have extremely expensive state-of-the-art motion sensors 24-7. Yeah, it is a little sus. Like, was he let in? Kind of like Alex Jones, was he let in? I think Alex Jones was invited to the Bohemian Grove, but they said, look, you got to pretend to be against us, so you got to sneak in. But you're going to have all the same experiences we do. All right, we are joined by P. Trippa 103, Peter W. Symbia Mizell. Thank you for joining. We are going over some of the things from last night that we may have glossed over. Uh, here's a good one. This is There was a debate, another one of these terrible Republican debates, and Nick Haley said something kind of interesting. She said, for every 30 minutes that somebody watches TikTok, they become 17% more anti-Semitic. Now, this is a one of her talking points, and I'm like, wow, every 30 minutes. We really do need to ban TikTok once and for all, and let me tell you why. For every 30 minutes that someone watches TikTok, every day, they become 17% more anti-Semitic, more pro-Hamas based on doing that. We now know that 50% of adults, 18 to 25, think that Hamas was warranted in what they did with Israel. That's a problem. When campuses also don't go and protect when they have these rallies and you've got students that are scared, we need to go to these universities and say, if you're not... Okay, so 17% more anti-Semitic for every 30 minutes of TikTok. That's like six or seven videos, right? And if you watch an hour, are you then 34% anti-Semitic? You watch two hours worth? Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm about 68% anti-Jew. Because I watched a couple hours of TikTok. Once and for all. And let me tell you why. For every 30 minutes that someone watches TikTok, every day, they become 17% more anti-Semitic. More Fascinating how they've politicized the platforms as well. Like, I'm hearing people like Jack Posebeck on the far right, you know, major league uh, satanic panic pusher. And he's suggesting that Reddit is an echo chamber creating left-wing trans ideology shooters. That's his main argument. I'm like, wow, that's kind of like what the left says about Discord, turning regular people into white bull-cut MAGA shooters. So both sides are in total agreement that we've got to do something about this, this free speech that the other side exercises. So everybody agrees. You know we got to censor the left and the right. You see what they're doing? I found a press release that just came out today, or yesterday on the 6th, and it has to do with that debate between Dean Odell and Pastor Greg Locke. And this is the one where Greg Locke is a globe-earth preacher, and Dean Odell is a flat-earth preacher. And they had an argument over the Bible, and it ended with Dean Odell throwing the microphone at Greg Locke, which he deflected. But here's the press release. Flat Earth Debate Official Press Statement by Locke Media. So this is coming from the Globe Pastor. And again, I don't think it's a valid debate. I've been saying for some time it's not. And why would you debate somebody who believes in the Globe? Because if they do, you can assume that they believe everything on the news. And this question isn't about shape. In fact, it's about how we come to know stuff. So really it's about agnosticism and burden of proof. It's a philosophical question has to do with our psychoepistemology, has nothing to do with this one facet that they hyper-focus on, which is typical. The controlled opposition movements will have you running circles around a tree chasing a stinky red herring, so you miss the forest for your entire life. We see the forest. We spotted the forest years ago. The IPS is actually 
as we speak right now, clear-cutting the forest of misinformation. Or as the, the Daily Beast, you know, the Daily Beast, we love them, they spy on us, they ignore our leads, they don't care that we know who Q is. But anyway, they took the time to spy on us. And here's what they had to say. The Daily Beast on the IPS. This is shitposting to oblivion. This is the information equivalent of clear-cutting a forest. I'm like, well, you know what? It's exactly what we've been doing. The IPS is clear-cutting a forest of misinformation instead of chasing trees. Meanwhile, the truthers are like, stop cutting down my tree. It's sacred to me. Stop cutting down my sacred psyop false flag. No, I'm sorry, but we're uprooting all these misconceptions because they're wrong, and it matters. Like the people who think that Israel did 9-11, well, guess what? They don't know the news is fake. They just think the news is lying, and there's a huge difference. And we get that difference here. Okay, moving on, we are going through the press release provided by Locke Media. This should be good. This is from Tennessee, Mount Juliet. The December 2nd Flat Earth debate between Pastor Dean Odell, Flat Earth, and the host, Pastor Locke, Spherical Earth, came to an abrupt end after four long hours when Locke decided that Odell and his followers, who were the large majority of attendees, had not come in good faith, but were only there to attack, intimidate, and provoke Locke and others who were there to debate peacefully about the Bible. So it was a peaceful debate. And peaceful in 1984, which is this year, uh, basically means violent. So this was a peaceful debate, with a microphone being tossed. Locke opened the evening in the spirit of unity and reconciliation, and delivered clear instructions to the crowd to remain civil and loving. Odell wasted no time angrily threatening a walkout after Locke levied his first line of questioning. Now again, we're talking about a debate that just happened a week ago. It was excruciating. I watched a few parts of it, mainly the end, when the fireworks really started popping off here. Odo repeated his threat every time Locke challenged him on a point of fact, but Locke continued to show restraint. Even while Odo delivered his opening presentation by stating the false premise that the Bible was not in any way a book of metaphors, but was to be taken literally at all times. Now, that's true. The, the flat earth... Bible movement is Bible literalism. And to me, that is the same error, philosophically, as mainstream media literalism. Hey, I read it in the Bible, it's true. I saw it on TV, it's true. You see, there's an error in this. It's the argument from authority error. And the Bible religion is just the old school worldview shaper. The new religion is coming from scientism and the mass media. So, I guess, ironically, Pastor Greg Locke is embracing the New World Order progressive religion. The religion of scientism, which cancels out his religion. You know, he's got his Bible with his angry flood god, which he doesn't really believe in because he's not a literalist. But Dean Odell does. But Greg Locke has replaced the literal flood god with Gaia, the globe, which is flooding us because the ocean levels are rising because you people won't recycle. It's always your fault. So anyway, it goes on. The Global Vision Bible Church Security Team, so they have a security at the church, presumably armed. Odell's Flat Earth supporters erupted with anger, and the security team did an admiral job keeping the peace. Several Odell supporters had to be restrained from rushing forward, yelling obscenities, while many more screamed at the Global Vision members in attendance. The, men, the, the visitors in the parking lot were raging and smoking marijuana. One enraged visitor rammed three cars as he sped away, further necessitating police involvement. So the, the debate where Dean Odell threw the mic against the Globe guy devolved into pot-smoking flat earthers crashing into cars and hurling insults. Sadly, despite four very difficult hours, the debate never happened. For this and the bad faith behavior of Odell and his flattered supporters, Global Vision Bible Church. Global Vision Bible. Again, in my view, global, uh, the globe is an idol to the earth god. Ball. 
which translates to Lord. I mean, maybe he's worshiping the right deity, just under a different name. He says, we will not help them promote their deceptive pseudoscience and dangerous conspiracy theories as we consider them to be the doctrines of demons. So this Greg Locke thinks that the skepticism intrinsic to the flat earth question is actually some kind of demonic doctrine. Meanwhile, believing in scientism is just pure truth. You might as well just write it in the Bible. The earth is a spinning ball and global warming is happening. The truth is clear. The Bible never claims that the earth is flat. The Quran does. says it's spread out like a rug, and I'm not sure if there are any spherical rugs. But I don't think the Bible has a place in the conversation about the shape of the world any more than it has a place in a conversation about global warming and climate change. Sure, you can find storm god references and floods, but again, the conversation about the shape of the world is outside the purview of religion and belief systems and prefabricated models. Uh, it's fake model versus fake model. Incomplete model versus incomplete model. Unverified versus unverified. Subjective belief systems in a world of subjectivity and reality fluidity. The debate goes nowhere. And the people who hold fast to the establishment dominant paradigm are the most brainwashed people in the world and their opinions are worthless. Sorry, Greg Locke doesn't perceive for himself. He has no business debating. He perceives through the screen. He's got the screen glued onto his face, like all MSM true believers. But I'm not saying that the Bible earthers are any truthier because they have adopted an alternative model that suffers from the same problem as the main model, which is lack of information, putting the cart before the horse. Yeah, ramming three cars. I want to see video. Symbia says, Butma Bible. Yeah, the, the Butma argument, like, but my authority, but my dead kids. Like, I don't fall for that stuff. And, and this, it's always a plea. You know, please stop hurting my beliefs. They're sacred. No, I actually don't care about your beliefs. Okay, yesterday there was a mostly nothing burger shooting in Las Vegas, other than it's notable that it happened six years and 66 days after the 10-1-2017 Vegas Harvest Festival shooting. Speaking of Flat Earth, a Twitter person said, If you are a Flat Earth supporter, you are either a liar or a parrot. Which are you? Fascinating. I said, well, what if we just don't believe it's a ball and we have decided to withhold judgment? I'm not lying, I just don't believe. And then I further commented that it's funny how triggered non-skeptics are by skepticism. And that's what, really what we're dealing with. These are non-skeptics. So later on today, Alex Jones is going to be on Tucker Carlson, or they may already have recorded this, but it's going to be released today. Tucker Carlson wrote, Alex Jones predicted 9-11 in detail and on camera months before it happened. How did he do that? And why did the government decide to destroy him after he did? The full interview, Thursday. Now, he got sued for a trillion dollars over Sandy Hook, not 9-11. But he did, in fact, have the script July 25th, to blow up airliners, Baltimore Sun, or if you let some terrorist group do it, like the World Trade Center, we know who to blame. And if there was an outside threat like a bin Laden who was a known CIA asset in the 80s, he's the boogeyman they need. We he, know the Joint Chiefs of Staff... He even called bin Laden, but he's not the only one. Donald Trump did as well. And if, if we could go back in time, let's say to the year 2000, I would be able to make the case that the towers are coming down based on what they're showing on TV, based on the predictive programming that show the lone gunman came out a month before this, where the government is rigging an inside job to take down the towers with planes. Now, the thing is, this is obviously fake. Tucker Carlson, Alex Jones, because both of them are operating on the premise that planes took down the buildings. It's just a question of who did it and who lied. Uh, Tucker Carlson is also the one who promotes the idea that it was a peaceful protest on January 6th, but Ray Epps, a Fed, had to tell them to run in the Capitol. So it was, an, it was an inside job. It was a false flag. As though MAGAs are a bunch of NPCs, robots. And if one bad actor goes in and says something, they all do it.
I mean, it's a scapegoat story. But they're not going to get anywhere near the truth. They're not allowed to. It's not their job. Uh, last night we talked about the inflatable surface-to-air missile launchers that are deployed right now. There's a lot of a lot of these. A lot of decoys have been deployed into the world. You got decoy, not only inflatables, but you got cardboard tanks. You have wooden ships, fake military bases. Um, in 2020, we saw all kinds of empty tents. What are they doing? Well, they're simulating. They're creating the appearance of something. If you look on a newspaper and you see 50,000 enemy tanks, you're going to surrender. You're not going to want to have any sort of uh, conflict. But they're inflatable. You just can't tell. That's kind of the idea. Well, if you never leave your house because you're locked down, and every hospital you pass by is surrounded by auxiliary tents, you just assume it's so full they need all these extra tents. But I have a little insight on this. In 2020, 2021, they had these trucks outside of the hospitals, which are basic reefer trucks, freezers, because they had not enough room inside, obviously. They had to put these bodies outside because they were so full because of the pandemic. And it was a great illusion. You would see these trucks outside thinking, wow, that hospital must be packed. The morgue must be packed. And they have these trucks outside just storing dead bodies. And you hear it all night if you're near the university. You hear the hum. And the newspaper comments on it, on the, the eerie hum of the refrigerator trucks reminding us that people are dying in great numbers. But anyway, I went and worked for the county morgue for a little while doing some body transporting the year before last. And when I first started going to that specific hospital, my coworker was explaining to me that from the time of the pandemic until about the time I started, they had just decided to do all of the body transports outside. So they wouldn't put them in the hospital morgue, they would put them outside, and then the morgue people from the OMI would come pick them up. So in other words, the hospital wasn't full of bodies. They just decided to take care of the bodies outside. Why would they do that? So if you drove by, you would always see bodies moving around. And these aren't bodies killed by the thing. These are just regular deaths. The standard number of, number of deaths that come out of that hospital every day. But they dramatized it. Made it all look like it was by the, the thing. I'm like, wow, that's theater. And nobody would know. Like Nobody would have guessed it um, unless they had that inside information. Okay, let's continue. We are going through a number of things that I earmarked for conversa for discussing. Last night we talked about the first real Hollywood sex scandal. Anyone care to guess the name of the offender, Fatty Arbuckle, when he raped Virginia Rape? Her name is R-A-P-P-E. How old was Fatty Arbuckle during Hollywood's first major scandal? If you guessed, yep. 33, which leads me to think that we're looking at scripting fake scandals, just part of the industry. I tweeted here, I wear a mask everywhere I go to protect myself from chemtrails. Uh, chemtrails are coming back huge. They really are. Like, And if you're a chemtrail believer and you're not wearing a mask, I kind of question your belief. I question your commitment to the cause, kind of like environmentalists who live like a bunch of consumers. Like if, if you're an environmentalist and you drive and you have an iPhone, you can't justify your existence. No matter how many priceless works of art you destroy, no matter how many roads you sit down on in order to block traffic, you're a hypocrite if you're even just carrying an iPhone. The carbon footprint on something like that is immense. But if you're a chemtrail believer and you're not wearing a mask or you don't have a bottle of vinegar at your side, to spray at the sky, I really have to question, again, your commitment. And that goes back, by the way, about 10 years, the idea of vinegar curing chemtrails. That goes back to, I think it's Ron Paul supporters. Okay, here's the clip where Donald Trump predicts 9-11.
David dug up an old quote from Donald Trump talking about a large-scale terror attack 19 months before 9-11. In his 2000 book, The America We Deserve, Trump wrote, I really am convinced we're in danger of the sort of terrorist attacks that will make the bombing of the 1993 Trade Center look like little kids playing with firecrackers. Trump also mentioned the mastermind of the attack, writing, quote, One day, we're told that a shadowy figure with no fixed address named Osama bin Laden is public enemy number one, and U.S. jet fighters lay waste to his camp in Afghanistan. He escapes back under some rock, and a few news cycles later, it's on to a new enemy, and a new crisis. Seems to me somebody had the inside script. This is from January of 2000. He has the whole story. Trump. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Mm -hmm. Okay, hold yeah. on a second. Mm -hmm. Is this really Trump before 9-11? Have you read this? It's 2000 in this book. Are we making that? Somebody, did you Nick. make this up, Mika? <laughs> Nick. I did. Did you Just make this up? Nick, <laughs> tell us it's over, right? Because Will you stop? Everything. Mika, stop. God. I think it's over. They can't believe he was so prescient. But again, he wasn't prescient. He's an insider. Donald Trump is inextricably connected to the sinking of the Twin Towers, the falling of the towers. It ties into his world stage character. And he is a character. And not everyone has all of the story. Okay, let's continue. Don't care about Vivek. I've been following the tweets of Amazing Astronomy. And again, this is worth repeating. As Pope Elon said, it must be real if it looks so fake. This image objectively looks fake um, to anybody here who's still objective. Of course, subjectivist believers like Greg Locke would say that's real. Greg Locke would kneel before this. He would genuflect at the almighty Gaia Globe idol. He defends this. He's an advocate for it. But my point of it is, this was posted by Amazing Astronomy, and they, they said, this looks so unrealistic, but this view of Earth and Moon is actually real, captured by NASA's Lunar Reconnaissance Orbiter. It's actually real. There's your blue marble. We have an identity of the University of Nevada shooter. His name is Anthony Polito, 67. He had applied for a professional position at UNLV, but was not hired. I don't know if he had a real body count or if he just took his own life. There wasn't a whole lot. The main notable thing was that it was 66 months, or no, six years and 66 days after the previous Vegas calamity. But he didn't get very many. It doesn't look like he could move around very fast. Nothing setting off any real red flags. It almost seems believable and real um, if it weren't for the conspicuous timing of it. Fake until proven real. That's kind of the rule here. Truman B3000 says, The PSYOP Entertainment Complex is probably working a fake event where 33-year-old flurf actor attacks NASA workers. Well, I've been playing that clip where the conspiracy theorist who insists JFK is alive takes a hostage at a newsroom and demands that they release JFK. They have been preparing people for this. But now, if we look back at what Donald Trump said in 2000, January 2000, predicting what would happen nine months later, uh, this is what I mean by it's a predictive model. We can pretty much ascertain that we're about to get some kind of nuke. We're going to get Oppenheimered very soon. We're going to mostly see it on TV. There's going to be a blackout. There's going to be chaos. And then there's going to be fallout where our authorities tell us, don't go outside. Get, every, get your Taco Bell drone delivered because we're now in permanent lockdown. That's the next thing. And we were trained in 2020 to comply. We know how to do it. But you could argue against that. You could take a principled argument. You could say, the government can't tell me what to do when it comes to a mask or when it comes to the question of whether you're going to take their cure. But when it comes to fallout, there is no principled argument against wearing protective posture for nuclear weapon fallout. I mean, you could make an argument possibly about not wearing your seatbelt, but you, you couldn't argue it's intelligent. And the idea that you would not wear the safety measures or follow the safety measures and wear the protective posture that they recommend um, because of your politics wouldn't make sense. So in other words, the nuke threat 
will, would be like nuclear fallout would be an incredible unifier the new movie the new tv series fallout's about to come out by the way and it's all about vault 33 interestingly and speaking of 33 in the oppenheimer movie he's filling up a a jar or a bowl a glass bowl with marbles to represent the components to the bomb as they acquire them Anyone care to guess how many pounds of marbles Oppenheimer had in that glass bowl when it was time to detonate the bomb? Correct, 33 pounds of marbles. Mango Penguins says, NASA relies on the space between your ears when it comes to accepting their truths. Oh yes, I would argue that NASA is not about space travel. It's not about taking you to distant exoplanets in the future. It's not about becoming multiplanetary. It's about getting you to accept the premise that the sustainable way of life described as a like a Mars base or a lunar base, everything that goes into that, it has to be sustainable. It has to be bereft of capitalism and consumerism, but it's the ideal. If they can get you to accept the Mars bases as the ideal, which is really just space communism, and always has been, then they can make the argument that we should live that way here on Earth. So in other words, they're selling us on space utopianism, and Earth is not going to be an exception. They're not going to say, continue to trash Earth and live unsustainably, and we'll do better elsewhere. They've made this case... Uh, I, I found some stuff back in 2017 where Bezos was talking about entering a civilization of stasis where everybody's locked down. They were talking about this in 2017. And they said, if you want freedom, you got to go to space. But there's no more freedom left on Earth. We've been rate-limited. My point being, NASA is there to sell you on a vision. It's the one-world religion. It's their new heaven. And space is between your ears. It's about the, your mind. It's about worldview warfare, which is why you find evidence of the metascriptors involved in space and fake news on the ground. Stanley Kubrick, specifically, can be pointed at as having been a director and a scripter behind not just Apollo 11, but 9-11 and COVID-19. And George Floyd, Derek Chauvin. You can find references in 2001 Space Odyssey to a fake pandemic, or fake epidemic in the movie, and the guy named Floyd is there when they're talking about it, and he's sitting in this position where the corona was just displayed. It's intriguing when you go back and you look, but it's, again... Stanley Kubrick and many other directors have their fingerprints all over these major transformative psychological operations. James Cameron's fingerprints over 9-11 really have been standing out lately. But it's a, it's a big movement. I mean, it takes a global monolithic media apparatus to pull this stuff off, and it's not like it's an anomaly. These singular, spectacular events even though they stand out as like the big ones and all the truthers are waiting for the next big one. They're waiting for the nuke. They're waiting for the alien invasion. It's like every day is PSYOP maintenance. It's false worldview maintenance. PSYOP is the standard operating procedure. Every day it's a psychological operation. Not all of them involve fireworks. It's important to keep that in mind. So for example, most truthers are only skeptical about these anomalies. Like, oh, I believe the news. But I'm skeptical about this shooting, and that terror attack, and this vaccine. But everything else I believe in. Like, that's the wrong approach. True skepticism isn't only being skeptical about the obvious red flags, but it's about skepticism as a permanent philosophical posture regarding everything that you obtain through the mediation, through the screen. Of course, the general public is trained to be screened. Their minds are screened. As in, they accept the premise, their face is actually glued to the screen, and they view the world through the window of the TV screen, thinking it's a window. Just a clear, clean window. You can see things at a distance, find out what's going on. It's all there just for your edification. Note, the thing was a filter the whole time. Fight the Flat Earth got into a little bit of a beef with uh, deep inside the rabbit hole. There's a lot of Flat Earth beef going on these days. You've got, for example, Russian vids put out a list of all the shills. We didn't make that list for some reason. Why didn't we make his list? Are we not 
shills, shilly enough here? Anyway, Fight the Flatterer said, Dirth is proving, and Dirth is deep inside the rabbit hole, that he's a massive incel that no woman would touch with someone else's barge pole. Now, what is this? It's, it's basically a response. David Weiss posted a picture of Fight the Flatterer's wife, and he did so in a way that kind of um, was taken to be offensive. So here he says, Flat Earth and Globe Earth. It makes a difference. On the left, you have a Flat Earther who looks like a model. And on the right, you have an unflattering picture of, a, of the wife of Fight the Flat Earth. It's not even that bad of a picture. Uh, they selectively chose like a still shot where her eyes are squinted. But the idea here is that Flat Earthers are all beautiful models and this matters or something. But since he took a shot at Fight the Flatter's wife, McToon posted this to remind everyone this is the person that is comparing other people's looks. And this isn't as bad as it's been getting. It's been getting a lot worse. You got Caleb5D, who's openly espousing anti-Semitism, proudly calls himself an anti-Semite, which anti-Semites never call themselves that. And he says he wants to round up the Jews. And he's getting violent, making threats. He's going to go fly out and beat up, fight the flat earth. And then, weirdly, you know, I've been, I've been following this drama as it unfolds. He put, out a, he put out another threat that he was going to defund fight the flat earth, which he did. He apparently flagged all this guy's videos and had him pulled from YouTube. So it's getting pretty ugly. Let me go ahead and read you this. This is from KC Industry. Now, if you don't know who KC Industry is, he's the biggest TikTok flat earther. He's got the shaky videos where he's wagging his finger. He's got the, the bug eyes and the blonde bowl cut. And he's just reiterating some of the worst flat earth memes. So KC Industry says to fight the flat earth. You shouldn't have come at me. See the results of your YouTube? I own you. I'll make sure you don't make money doing these things. So he admits here. Craig, remember when I told you I'd make you pay? Now you're paying. I'm not done with you. You push me too far. I will strike the fear of God in you for the rest of your life. I will make you pay for denying his existence and laughing at his creation. You'll pay more severely than you already are. I'm not done with you. I promise you, Craig. Don't start something you can't finish. I won't forgive you. Make an apology and say gravity is only a theory. And I will make sure the walls that you built around you crumble. Or you... So anyway, Craig, fight the flat earth, has to admit that gravity is only a theory or KC industry is going to uh, continue to victimize him. Pretty epic, but it only lasted for a few hours. Fight the flat earth was actually pulled from YouTube, but it was quickly turned around when it was realized these were bad faiths. He says, I just want to let everybody know that the strikes were lifted and the channel has been returned to normal. I mean, if you're going to use the YouTube reporting system to falsely attack my channel, it might be a good idea to keep your mouth shut and not gloat about it in my DMs. Uh, thank you. We appreciate the support here at IPS. Everything that goes into the think tank uh, just funds our continued operations, and so I think, um, say shout out to, I think it was a Mike, I got that this morning over on, oh, Mark, excuse me, um, over on Cash App. It's all going into credits so we can send out live stream notifications along with everything else. Benton says, did you see the fight with Bro Sanchez and Jason Arkicks? No, if you want to send me a link, I'll check it out. I am trying to catch up on all the Flat Earth fights. I mean, it's like World War Flat Earth. None of them get along, Bible Earthers versus non-Bible Earthers. Then you have the Flat Earth grifting community, which is entirely different. A completely different agenda behind all of them. And very few of them are even taking any sort of interest in getting more information, going to an edge. Mango Penguins, awesome, that was you, appreciate it. Okay, we talked about the exploding house in D.C. Maybe there's a connection here because this was, again, the same morning FBI Director Ray was testifying before Congress on the need to renew 
the FISA Terrorist Surveillance Act. Just a random explosion in D.C. Kind of reminds me of that Nashville one we had a couple years ago where the guy had a RV with a megaphone warning people to get away, and then it blew up. His name was A or Anthony Q. Warner. So people took it to mean a Q. Warner, as in some kind of a warning for the Qs. I mean, it's not a stretch, but I noticed that, that one, nobody died. There wasn't any... I mean, this isn't downtown Nashville near Christmas. I'm like, wow, they're really holding back. And I thought maybe it was because of us. Maybe they're holding back because the auto hoaxers are super critical and they are trying to dodge our bullets here. But now that they have the hyper-realistic rubber dummy dolls, they have, I think they thought they, that they had us. Like, look, they can deny the death, but they can't deny this. But then, as you have been saying, we've had a number of instances where Al Jazeera posts a video of a man holding a doll, and they say it's a baby killed by a bomb. So you're, you can drop a bomb on a baby, and not leave a mark. Did you know that? You can drop a bomb and kill a baby and there'll be no evidence. It'll just be dead. According to these videos. Well, then it's reported by the Jerusalem Post that it was a doll. They said, look, Al Jazeera is reporting a baby killed by a bomb and it's obviously a doll. Then another day passes and Jerusalem Post apologizes for calling the doll a doll and they said, no, it's real. So I'm like, wait, wait, it was just designated fake, now it's designated real. Which is it? It's whatever they said last. Which is why yesterday I said, welcome to the desert of the designated real. Benton says the Jason versus Bro Sanchez is pretty good, I won't give spoilers. Cool. If you want to give me a link, I'll definitely take a look at it. I will watch it. The debates, again, I've, I've been describing them as pointless and dumb because, essentially, they're premature. And what are they really debating? It's just subjective belief versus subjective belief. And I think we can do better than that. But that's one point they don't want to get into. You cannot get any professional anti-flat earth debater to talk about fake news because everything is real to them. Which means that they are... They're not capable of having an intellectually honest debate. There is no intellectually honest debate about the shape of the world that does not include questioning the integrity of the mediation. There just isn't. They don't get an automatic argument from authority, like the TV is a Bible and that we can prove it was written by a God, that it's infallible. Yeah, the mainstream media is the infallible word of God. And if it's reported there, it's true. That's their argument. The infallible word of the MSM, the infallible word of Big Brother. Here's a short quote from Paul Levy, Wetiko, Mind Virus. There is a contagious psycho-spiritual disease of the soul, a parasite of the mind, that is currently being acted out en masse on the world stage via a collective psychosis of titanic proportions. The mind virus, which Native Americans called Wetiko, covertly operates through the unconscious blind spots of the human psyche, rendering people oblivious to their own madness and compelling them to act against their own best interests. Yeah, I, I would call this the mass media and the mediated mind, which is the socially approved persona expression. You have to express yourself within their boundaries, but it's what reflects the interests and the desires of the mainstream media like your the way that you express yourself is not necessarily that it's censored but that you're meant to adhere to its established worldview and what i'm suggesting that the establishment worldview they've given us is not only built upon an edifice of lies but i think it's deliberately soulless and it's designed to exclude souls, individual perception. It's designed to hive-mind us. It is like a mind virus, in that sense. And we here have been, of course, inoculated from mind viruses, but the general public, they have, again, no mental immune system. Mango Penguin says, your mind is under the control of madmen. 
True. I mean, the structure of the lie world order is such that the knowers at the top have an advantage over everybody beneath them. And the people who serve them are also at various levels of being in the know, but they're still also deceived. So there's like perfect knowledge at the top and perfect ignorance at the bottom. And we are in the wilderness of darkness, as they call it. The hoodwinked. The wool has been pulled over our eyes. We were born that way. And they had to pretty much sign up for their cult, take the blood oath, and then they pull the wool off your eyes. They remove the hoodwink. But only when you're under their control. Only when you sign their NDAs in your blood. Then you get let in on the secrets. Then you get the light. But you can read it in their own rituals. The people outside the temple, the profane, are deliberately kept in the dark. And they don't let anybody in the light until they've taken the blood oath, until they've done the NDA. That's the whole purpose. That's you know, This is why Freemasons get scapegoated. It's not like Freemasons rule the world, but it's the clearest example of the initiatory structure of a secret society infrastructure. It's big. There's a world-spanning secret society network, and it's manifested in different ways, depending on the region, but it all has the same basic essential structure. You could also look at this as a security clearance society instead of secret society. Replace blood oath with NDA. What's the difference? But the liars are in control for a reason. We have a bifurcated reality. You have the objective one you experience through your senses, and then you have the internal representation that comes to the screen. And the more screen time you have, the more your internal representation will reflect the lie. And they know this. They tell you lies on purpose. And the lies are obvious to those with discernment. And that, too, is intentional. I think they do want the lied to to either be oblivious or completely aware, which makes them angry, cognitively dissonant. And I think it's part of what maintains the mind control. Because cognitive dissonance, the disharmony of mind that comes from seeing the discrepancies, is unbearable for most people. So eventually, they lie along to get along, which is where they want you. You're not going to question or challenge anything. And most people don't have a position, a stable position from which to challenge anything. You know, What is your argument for saying it's fake if everybody else's argument is from the screen? Which is how we're different. We're the ones who are saying that fundamentally the screen is a liar. It's not just lying on 9-11. It's not just lying on this or that shooting or terror attack. No, it is intrinsically a liar. And that's difficult for people to accept. It's like that movie They Live, where Roddy Roddy Piper has to physically beat his friend and force him to wear the glasses to see the lies. But he resisted it. A similar scene happens in Free Guy, which is sort of like a retake on They Live, where the NPC wakes up and realizes he's an NPC, because he puts on these special glasses, and he can't get his friend, the security guard, to put on the glasses willingly. And in this case, it's not about putting on a special lens. I'm not telling you to believe something. It's the opposite. I'm saying take off the lens that you didn't know you were wearing. The presumption that the screen is a window to the world that you can look through 24-7 without comparing it, fact-testing reality, testing its claims. Mango says the ego prevents most from waking up. Yeah, that's the main part of it is ego and, of course, emotionally held beliefs. And these beliefs are so, I think, difficult to uproot because of the fact that they've come in emotionally. It's not like you rationally thought about it, got all the facts. And I believe this atrocity happened. I believe 40 babies were decapitated because I saw the pictures and I'm horrified. Like, that would be horrifying. But no, it's all second-hand. And you get this belief because you're emotionally pushed into it. You are caught up in the news cycle. Well, when somebody tells you it didn't happen, it triggers those same emotions that were used to tack down that belief in your psyche. And if you're emotional, it's because you're reactive. And if you're reactive, it's because you're triggerable. And if you're triggerable, it's because you have MK Ultra mind control up in your head and they're pushing your buttons. I'm not triggerable whatsoever. In fact, I'm so prepared for the nuke 
and I'm, I'm already expecting that everybody's going to fall for it, just like 2020. So I'm already kind of preparing myself in advance for the disappointment at the lack of discernment that the massified mind tends to win. And I concluded this in 2020. I was like, you know, the, the power elite's main weapon is that they control all these puppets. And these puppets will dance to whatever uh, tune that they're playing. On demand. Mango says, the mind has been trained thanks to television and your own parents distilling the same info. Yeah, I think their main weapon, and this is something I've been harping on lately, I think their main weapon is the news cycle and the pressure to believe as fast as the news is churned out. And I'm like, you know what, IPS is a fake news wood chipper. You know, we take the fake news, throw it in the wood chipper, and parse through it. If we were expected, if you just believe it every day, it's like you're cramming for a test, you're memorizing. And there's a difference between learning and memorizing. And I would say this, that most people are memorizing their worldview. They're just downloading it directly and imprinting it on their minds. They're not actually learning it to be true or understanding it to be true in any real sense. It's very shallow. It's very shallow. All right, thank you for the link there. I'll be checking that out later. We'll be live tonight, and I will get into this debate between Bro Sanchez and the other one. We'll catch up on a few other things as well, as far as the flat earth thing. Uh, Fade Me Get Rich tweeted, Fake Dead Kids Lives Don't Matter, which is a meme that started here. I like to see our memes spreading. And there's a few memes that I'd like to see spread in particular, like Mind Aids needs to go viral, among others. History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. That's Mark Twain. It absolutely does rhyme, and it does repeat as well. And it's also scripted. History, his story, it's not a cliche. It's actually true. You know, they say his story to say it's the patriarchy. Well, no, it's not that it's his story, the patriarchy. Uh, history is the story of um, the Demiurge, I suppose. Who is, who is he? Uh, Big Brother's story. Anyway, thanks for joining. I'm going back to the 24-7, and we'll be live tonight. Open phones. Uh, this is Infinite Gang. Some creeper beat, man. Come on. Choose my face.